Hey, everybody, it's the Title IX Podcast and the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. I'm Steph Copley with my friend, Elisa Woods. Hi. Owen Jared's here, too. What's up? <laughs> with my favorite Sesame Street t-shirt. We're raised on the streets. <laughs> streets of Clorinda. I didn't even live in Clorinda. That's a, that's a bad thing. Raised on the roads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Out in the, out in the country. On the sticks. <laughs> oh, you didn't even grow up in town? No. Well, I, I lived in town for... So I was in fourth grade, then we moved out in the country. So you don't strike me as a country boy. Well, I mean, it's not like we <laughs> like we had land and stuff, but we rented it out to like my dad rented okay. it out to people for uh, for pasture space. I mean, I wasn't by you any means. A a, boy. Uh, yeah, by no means was I a farm kid. You okay. know, I and I would say that the amount of time that I spent at my house when I got older was. Minimal? was minimal. Yeah, yeah. it was not chilling This out checks out. <laughs> I feel like you missed out, though. I kind of wish I was a farm kid. <laughs> Me too. It's Have not, horses? Isn't, oh, yeah. I mean, oh I, I don't know, I'm not a big horse guy. Oh. But uh, <laughs> I, I remember like, or now I was going to say, that now it's nice to go back there because when, when you're there and you can sit out on the, their porch, it's like, it mm-hmm. just like looks out over town kind of. And then there's the highway. But when it gets late at night and it's just dark out there, you can see the stars really well. And oh, that's the stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, it's super quiet. So that's kind of refreshing compared to here. I mean, I, obviously I live in Ankeny, so it's not like it's crazy, but uh, it's just wild to go down there at nighttime and be like, man, it is ridiculously quiet here. Mm. Maybe you can take us on a field trip there, Jared. That sounds delightful. I'm yes, sure please. my mom and dad would be happy to accommodate you. Okay. There wasn't even a bed in my room the last time I was there. So <laughs> My mom turned my room into a sewing room, so me neither. Yeah, my sister took the bed that was in my room when she <laughs> well, moved, she deserved she moved it. up here. Not so. you. She, does, she yeah. does deserve it. We've never met her, but we intend to. Mm-mm, she's a friend of the pod. That's right. Best friend of the pod. <laughs> okay, so let's get to it. Enough about you. Yeah, enough about you, Jared. <laughs> this is not your podcast. <laughs> so it's actually it was a pretty big week in sports for women. So the focus of tonight's episode is going to be all the badass thing that, things that women did in sports, Booyah. which is nice. Yeah. Um, I think we should probably talk about Jamie Pollard letter to fans that came out this morning yep and then at the end elisa has a surprise topic that i don't even know about topic train come on ride the train <laughs> <laughs> i thought for a split second whether i should sing or not and i was like of course i should yes absolutely when there's an opportunity you sing <laughs> okay well that was jared's that was jared's spot and he missed it uh well before we get into it let's I wasn't listening. Sorry, <laughs> clearly email from chris <laughs> Okay. I guess we see where we are in the totem pole. Did he? I'm not even going to ask if he mentioned us because you already know he didn't. <laughs> we're, we're trying to figure out very important business. Hold on. I have a text from him, too. Um, he liked my uh, my last text to him. Oh, so. You're special. I am special. Congratulations. He and I dove deep uh, today into Hulk Hogan's uh, failed run for <laughs> president uh, back in the 80s or 90s. I don't know when it was, but... We, anyway. got, we got deep on that. Okay. Back to us. Sorry. <sighs> Thank you, Jared. <laughs> Let's give a quick shout out to our sponsors, the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State. Hootie hoo. Hootie hoo. I was ready with it. Yeah, you were. I didn't even have to ask this time. So thanks to the Ivy College of Business. We love you. We love you. Um, Jared, do you want to give a quick rundown on what's going to be on Cyclone Fanatic this week, assuming the college football world doesn't explode? Uh, yeah. Um, tomorrow we will have a new column from jay jordan part two of his series on the offensive line also a friend of the pod <laughs> also a friend of the pod uh yeah uh that's that, that should be sometime midday tomorrow 
Um, what else is there? I have a column coming out on Wednesday. Wednesday and one on Thursday. And then what did I have on Friday? I don't remember what I had on Friday, but I know that there's... There's stuff. There's something. <laughs> Connor will have his running blog that he's been doing where he's just putting in all the changes that are happening in uh, in college football here over the, like moving forward. And then... It's uh, a running blog of what's going on in college football, not a blog about running. It's easily confused. Correct. Yes, Correct. thank you. Uh, and if he misses anything, then he will be... Fired. Uh, well, uh, he, sure. Uh, <laughs> Publicly he, humiliated. He'll be... Uh, uh, hit with a barrage of an overabundance of foul invectives. Yes, because Connor only uses big words. <laughs> Wowza. Yeah. When Poor Steph Connor. tears him asunder. Asunder, that's right. So shout out to Connor there. Shout out to Connor. We love scoots. <laughs> Scooter. Um, we're going to give a shout out to our patrons of the week. The super patrons of the week are Andrew Sandberg and Daniel Armstrong. Andrew got to see some of the all-time Cyclone Greats play during his years as a student at Iowa State. So listen to this list, okay? Pfizer, Tinsley, Freeze, Welly, uh, Kale, Seneca, and Sage. That's a solid list. That is so a I'm solid very jealous. Um, he's been supporting the Cyclone Fanatic staff for years. So th- thank you to Andrew. And then Daniel actually grew up in a Hawkeye household, like many of us did, and especially in Western and Southern Iowa. But a friend then convinced him to attend Iowa State. Um, his brother was actually going there, and a friend said, hey, you should go too. And he said after Visha and four years in the Towers, uh, he became a Cyclone forever, and his daughter is now a junior at Iowa State. Nice. Yes. So thanks again for their support. And as a reminder, if you're interested in becoming a premium subscriber, which if the dominoes fall, we might need more of you. <laughs> I only say that half jokingly. Uh, check out all of our incentives, including these shout outs and other inside information at cyclonefanatic.com. Definitely. I have a question for you, Steph. Mm. Weren't you supposed to bring me something to drink? Yeah, I was going to. And then you guys got all snarky and I said to hell with you both. Wow. I told you what I wanted. Do you want this? I told you exactly what I wanted. What it's is a black it? cherry, truly. No. Okay. Yeah, I want it. Do you want my? You can yeah, my I want my too. koozie. I want your koozie. Man, she just That's took now your my drink. koozie. I don't really want it. I'm not in the mood. She's gonna crack it open. I hope it fizzes all over you. It didn't, and it's delicious. <laughs> You're a jerk. You gave it to me. I did. I offered to bring him stuff, and they just got snarky, and I wasn't. No, you asked us what we wanted, and Jared said prime rib. Weren't you gonna bring me pulled pork? Yeah, and as soon as you got snarky. <laughs> Actually, no. The pulled pork has seen its better days. I don't know. It didn't last very long. Okay, well. I had it for lunch today, and I think maybe I won't have it for lunch tomorrow. It was delicious the first two days. Here's the thing that happened with my pulled pork. After 12 hours in the smoker, I pulled it at 11.30 p.m. Oh, I saw your tweet about this. And put it in the crock pot. So then when I woke up at 6 a.m., it had been in the crock pot for what is that six and a half hours and it was maybe just too a little dry long. Yeah. yeah so well you live and you learn yep but i i still ate it for three meals and now it's gonna go in the garbage so you cooked it for 18 hours <laughs> yep whoa <laughs> <laughs> that thing would not it was smoking <laughs> she took it no it would not go over over like 196 it needed to get to 203 Hmm. And I could not get it there. So, well, I got nothing out of this deal and you got my truly. So I really did want some prime rib. Like you asked what we were craving. I answered the question. Yeah. You know what? You're right. You guys are right. I'm defeated tonight. So (laughs) screw you both. (laughs) 
All right. Let's talk about JP's letter to fans. Um, I think he said what everyone is afraid to say, that this is more than just about safety. It's a combination of safety and money. If you haven't read it yet, I encourage you all to go read it. Um, It's on Psychofanatic, obviously, because we're on top of it. Jared, whoop, whoop. Um, But I think basically we all know that this is more than just about player safety. That's that money is involved. And he just came out and said it. And I'm going to be honest, I very much appreciated his transparency and honesty about it. Yeah. I feel like he's always been that way. I do too. And uh, I said this in a text to Jared, but it's just weird how right now I appreciate people like that and trust people like that more than our elected officials. (laughs) What does that say about the state of the world? Well, you know, but I mean, at least because uh, truthfully, he just seemed honest and threw it all out there. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's different because he's talking about money benefiting the university and he's talking about the financials and everything like that. Whereas sometimes in politics, money benefits the human being that's yeah, that's yeah, telling right. us one thing or right. the other. Yeah. So I mean money different drives, platforms. Yeah, money drives everything, but being transparent and having the best interest of the university is kind of what we want to hear. That's true. I mean that's to my interest as well. But he's basically said if we're unable to play sports, the athletics department is gonna incur a lot of debt a lot of unfunded uh, expenses. And he also made a good point that I think is often overlooked in this, that it's not just the university, it's the city of Ames, it's the small business owners, it's families that rely on that income. You know, and when we get talking about college football, I think it's easy to overlook that part of it. Yeah, definitely. This is just so weird. Like the one place that really comes to mind when we talk about this is there's this small like family owned ice place on Lincoln Way that my dad always stops to get his ice there, Mm -hmm. his bagged ice and stuff like that. I wonder what sort of hit that they're going to take when we don't have tailgating. Right. You know what I mean? No, those are exactly the people I think of. Right. And I mean, it's places like Hickory Park and, you know, just those staples that have been there forever. Of course, but that one just little ice place sticks in your head. Yeah, that sticks in my head because it's like, are you going to survive this? You might not. It's pretty scary. I know. And they have really good ice. It's like crunchy. (laughs) I should live by that place. Oh, so you know. Yeah, I mean, it's like on West Lincoln Way. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right across the caddy corner from the gas station. Yep. Down there from the McDonald's. used to be a Wendy's across the street. Yeah, yeah. That got torn down like right when I moved to that area. Oh. I think there's a bank there, there and some yep. apartments and stuff like that yep. now. But. Um, that, the place where there's all those apartments, there used to be a track, and that's where I ran my first mile run in middle school. Oh, I hated those things. I use the word run loosely. Yes. Because I really tried to get out of that oh man that brings back really bad memories <laughs> i was so slow they tore that thing down and i said Praise good riddance the Lord. yes right. yeah <laughs> well anyway hopefully that ice shop survives hopefully we don't have to worry about it because hopefully we have a college football season looks as normal as possible definitely yeah can i throw something in there too yeah uh i think the thing that i appreciated i don't, I don't know if i appreciate it but i i do think that's something people need to keep in mind or not i don't know that was interesting to me that he mentioned is the <laughs> possibility that if this does happen, they might have to cut sports. And in a place like Iowa State, it's a problem. Where, where right. that is, they already don't have that many sports. I think Iowa State has twelve varsity teams. Uh, I think you have to have ten to be a Division One program. Uh, that leaves you with very few options to cut, especially when you consider the fact that they can't. They probably wouldn't be in a position to cut. A women's sport. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the men's sports that Iowa State has that they could viably cut, it basically leaves you with golf, uh, men's track and men's cross country, and wrestling. Yeah. 
And is there, if you, if, I mean, if we're realistically going to pick two of those that were going to have to be cut, probably cr track and cross country would be the ones. And do we think that they're going to cut cross country or track knowing what, who the athletic director is? <laughs> and I'm just saying like, nope. I can't imagine a world in which Iowa State does not have a wrestling program. Right. But it's just like, if you look at these things, it's like, why do they have to play? It's because of we have to be able to figure out a way to keep these things from and falling I th apart. I think the word that I think it was Chris who said it on the radio was lean. Like Iowa State operates a lean athletic or athletics program. And it sucks because as a result of that, you know, we don't have squash or whatever. And we're getting penalized in a way because of those rules. And I almost wonder if the NCAA is going to have to suspend those rules or like if we operate as things are right now and college football doesn't happen, it's, I mean, it's not just Iowa state. There's a lot of schools who are in big, big trouble. So something's got to give here. Well, I mean, and the schools that are going to come out of this probably no one's going to come out of it. Great. But the ones yeah. who will probably be set up to come out of it better will be the ones who have been running lean previously. But that's why you end up with situations like what just happened at Stanford last week right. where they cut, what, 11 programs? Right. And I think those 11 programs were responsible for 29 national championships and something like 37 Olympic gold medalists. That's crazy. I mean, Stanford is the pinnacle of Olympic sports mm -hmm. in, in college athletics. And for them to have to turn around and be like, yo, we got to cut a bunch of teams, that just, like, I mean, it's, it's not going to be viable to have that many athletic programs. And then that's just so many opportunities lost for the kids. I mean, in, in gymnastics and, you know, swimming or things like that, like they're going to find the greats. Like they're going to find Katie Ledecky and right. Simone Biles and right. people like that regardless. But it's the people that are not going to be the Olympic champions salon, right. at 16 years old right. that are going to be losing the opportunities. And that's why. And some of those, especially in gymnastics, those women are incredibly talented. They're yeah. just such a small window for Olympians, you well, know? Well, there's, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you guys have watched Athlete Day. I don't think we've talked about that here mm -hmm. uh, on Netflix. I, it is very upsetting, uh, but it is probably worth the watch. But the young woman at Oklahoma who was basically blackballed by USA mm -hmm. Gymnastics for trying to out Larry Nasser, uh, and now she's like a two, like two time all around champion at Oklahoma and all this stuff. Like, I mean, she should have been on the Olympic right. team, but she couldn't because they, they blackballed her and now she's a superstar at Oklahoma. Uh, but this, I'm, I'm hijacking this, this is my last thing I was going to say, <laughs> but, uh, the, it, it's a, there's a trickle down effect of this that, you know, we pay so much attention to Iowa state and Iowa and, and even Northern Iowa to an extent. And that makes sense. But I thought that Tommy Birch's article that yeah. he wrote today in the Des Moines Register was was really important to us in the state of Iowa because of this number of schools that we have that are at the Division Three level. Which we kind of talked about on the last episode. We touched on it. Yeah. yeah. And if those schools go away, like we we lose a lot of opportunities for our kids. Our kids don't have that many chances to go and play Division One or Division Two sports. You're yeah. Right. Yeah. If and, you haven't read that article, go read it. Tommy did a really mm -hmm. nice job. Yeah. So. No, I just, I, I think that that's something that people here, especially we got to care about Iowa State. We got to care about Iowa. We got to care about Northern Iowa, but I think we need to keep in mind those things too, because it's like, you never know, you know, it might not impact you today, but if your kid's six years old right now or whatever, right. and you want them to have an opportunity someday and you to play stay in Iowa, yeah. Mm -hmm. And you want them to have an opportunity someday to play college sports. They can do that close to home right now because of places like Simpson and Central and Wartburg and, uh, and Dubuque and all those kinds of, and those schools in the American Rivers Conference. But, uh, 
it's not that crazy to me to think, and I don't know those schools' financial situations, but it's not that crazy to me to think that those opportunities could go away because of things like this. So I think the theme here is the trickle down. Yeah. Like, we look at all these big schools and big news, but we, you know, it's easy to forget about the little guy at the bottom. Yeah. And when you talk about the Olympics, I wonder what happens when our metal, metal yeah. count starts to drop. You know what I mean? Like people are going to go Because those programs pray. aren't there. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. <sighs> No more COVID talk right now. I mean, I think feel like everything's going to be COVID talk. Not this. What's this? Okay, let's talk about the badass women in sports. Okay. Um, so <laughs> if you follow me on Twitter, you know that I've become, I do. <laughs> you know I'm a lifelong racing fan since March. <laughs> I'm like a freaking obsessed. With it. And you'll know that I watched one race. You did. You did. But over the weekend, um, there were some record breaking dirt racers. And I just think this is regardless of how you feel about dirt track racing or racing in general, there's some young women who are making names for themselves on these circuits. And one of them is a local girl. Um, she's from Des Moines, McKenna Hayes. She's 23 years old. Um, and I immediately went to her website. Her color scheme for her suit is lime green and bright pink. Love it. So I'm sold. I was sold right then. But um, didn't that used to be Boone's colors, like their school colors? They were red and green. I think for I think somebody slide into our DMs. I think at one time they were pink and green. I don't remember that. Okay. As a kid, I no, I mean like oh, like a, a long, long time, time ago. ago. Yeah. Someone's listening. Has someone's to be from listening? Boone. Let us know. Yeah. But her, yeah, hers are light, are bright pink and bright green. Nice. So, um, but she has been racing uh, sprint cars at Knoxville, and I just think that's awesome because we have a local girl and can cheer her on. But the little fun fact about her is she was on American Ninja Warrior. How cool is that? That's so cool. Yes, yes. Um, she didn't break any records this weekend, but I just wanted to mention her, like I said, because she's local. But the two that did break records, one of them is named Harley White, which, again, badass name. She was the first woman to win the Lucas Oil American Sprint Car Series National Tour. And I checked her out. Did you check her out after I sent you the the link to her? Negative. Okay, so she has a crazy story. In her very first race, she was 12 years old. Her, she was doing a micro sprint car, the teeny tiny ones. Mm. Um, it flipped and burst into flames with her in it and no one could get her out. Oh, my gosh. So her dad was trying to release the, you know, the seatbelt and couldn't get it. And then another racer happened to get it out. But by then she had third degree burns over oh like 50 percent of her body. So as a 12 year old, she spent three weeks in the hospital and then six months in physical therapy and then immediately got into the car again. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So she um, since then has been has been racing. And she, like I said, she's in her early 20s from Oklahoma and she just became the first woman to win on that on that series so nice. yes and the other one is Kaylee Bryson uh she was a second place finisher in Kansas over the weekend in uh what became the best ever finish by a woman in national midget car history so nice yeah so it's two women making making names for themselves in the sport that I'm now obsessed with <laughs> and um a, another couple of women making names for themselves yes. in the track and field. Yeah, women. that was the next one I had in my yeah. list. Yeah, okay. You, you go. Want? Okay, I'll go. So I got really excited about that. I just saw the tweet and I was like, wait, what is this? And it was one of the girls was just saying, you know, that were the first two women to American women to go under 1430. And I was like, what does that mean? Like, what race is this? What are we talking about here? So I looked it up and they're actually two Iowa girls, which is amazing. Super 
super amazing. Yes. So Carissa and Shelby. And Carissa comes from a family of track stars and coaches, ran at Dowling. But really, she she didn't she was good at Dowling, but she didn't break out until she got to Missouri. So um she runs also with Shelby. So they both Shelby Houlihan. Yes, Shelby Houlihan uh from Sioux City. Also from a family of runners. I thought that that was really interesting. I was like, maybe I should start to run. So my kids are runners. <laughs> like, shoot. But both of them come from like very storied history of uh, runners, families, all runners. Um, and Shelby in high school was like 2011 Iowa Gatorade Power Player of the Year in girls track. Um, all sorts of uh, like accolades yeah ran at the drake relays titles at the drake relays eight drake relays titles that's craziness so she was she was i mean a star from high school so on the 10th what day is today i don't even know the 13th the 13th so on so saturday th- yeah Wait, three days friday ago. friday um so they both they finished one and two. Shelby finished first. And this is a 5K, 5,000 meter. 5,000 meter, yep. Carissa finished second, and they both finished in under 1430. So, and they both broke like the previous record. So, Shelby actually held the previous record. Yes. She had finished it at 1434. So, they both crushed Shelby's previous yeah. record. The first two American women to run the 5,000 meter in under 1430. Think about how quick that is. And both from Iowa. Yeah, it's amazing. So did you see that Julian is now the 12th fastest woman in world history and Schweizer's the 14th? So yeah. Yeah. I just think it's awesome because they were, you know, they've been training together and their entire team was helping them keep pace yeah. to do it. And what an, and the picture, if you haven't seen the picture, go to our Title IX Twitter because mm-hmm. um, we retweeted it. But they're hugging each other and you can just tell that they're incredibly ecstatic for each other. I was jealous of that hug. Because they could hug each other. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> I sent Elisa a text the other day. <laughs> I'm just going to okay. go ahead and read it. Okay. Well. Can I, I? Maybe we could just put hazmat suits on. Yeah. Go ahead and read it. I got to find it. I did see a thing and it's like, uh, it's like a sheet of plastic with plastic arms too. stuck through it and they could hug each other. You know what? I didn't put on deodorant today. <laughs> also, my burps. I'm trying to buy you time. My burps I can't find smell it. like Brussels sprouts. And that's what we black had cherry dinner. truly the black cherry truly hasn't gotten there yet but <sighs> i can't find it you can't find it how do you search oh yeah uh, <laughs> oh i found it oh i found okay. it it was yesterday at 907 a.m it says i can't wait for the day this is from me too lisa <laughs> when i can give you a big ass bear hug she responded and said same exclamation point exclamation point <laughs> i'm gonna pick you up and throw you over my shoulder and do some squats yep <laughs> <laughs> I think I could do it. And I said, not if I tackle you first. <laughs> to which she replied, I'm an oak tree. You can't take me down. Can't take me down. I have a solid base. I don't know. We'll see. But I can't wait for the day when I can try. That's all I know. <laughs> Jared, would you like to contribute to this conversation? Uh, well, not this one specifically. Uh, no, I was going to throw something out there about Shelly Houlihan. Because I remember I went to the Drake Relays the year that she... In 2011, she won three titles, I think, in one day at the Drake Relays, which is crazy. I mean, does not happen very much. I imagine you don't even get the opportunity to to run three events in one day. And then to win them all. And I I could be, maybe they weren't all on the same day, but I'm I'm pretty sure that they were. But she won the 
1500, the 3000, and the 800. And I know for sure that the 800 and the 1500 are both ran on Saturday. And I mean, she was like clear then, probably one of the greatest Iowa prep athletes yeah ever I yeah mean, and i was looking at all of the things she'd want and i was like girlfriend yeah i mean she's in she was insane she's been insane for she's a bad a long time how, how old is she right now do we know no she's idea one year ahead of me so probably 26 or 27 all i know is that women female runners hit their peak at a weird time and i think it's awesome because it's like you said you're not necessarily if you're not great in high school, it's like a Lisa, what's her name? Come on. Iowa State runner. Anybody? Lisa Simpson. Mm. No. I don't know. I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't know. What do you want me to do? You don't know either, apparently. It's just, it just slipped my mind. Why are we fighting about this? Lisa Simpson. You just gave me a, a look on. like I was an idiot. <laughs> Because is that the only Lisa that you know? No, I don't even know anyone I named just Lisa Simpson. Lisa, cool, right? Lisa Simpson from sure, The Simpsons. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't think of that. I never watched The Simpsons, so. I thought that was the reference that you were giving. Lisa oh, no. Cole. Okay, do we remember her? Yeah. No. Okay, well, she I, she was a good athlete in high school. I think she ran at Fort Dodge. But she, I mean, she was great at Iowa State and then Olympics. Yes. Well. So what, what I'm say, saying is female, female runners oftentimes hit their peak later in life. And I just think it's really cool because yeah. it gives me hope that someday I can still make the Olympics. Okay, Steph. <laughs> or just be able to run around my neighborhood without a water belt. No, the water belt is where it's at. My mom, I, when we were in Carroll, uh, when I was in Carroll last week, I pulled out the water belt because I just wanted to go on a long run. And my mom goes, "You look, it looks like a superhero belt. And I was like, damn it, I didn't do myself any favors with this thing. Oh, yeah. She was the first female athlete from a high school to win three uh, three events in one year. Shelby? So, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Noice. Noice. All right. Do you want to talk about uh, hitting some bombs? Yeah. Okay, I feel like you should hitting take this some one. dingers. Okay. So there was a viral video that went out and like the MLB retweeted it and a bunch of different like huge accounts retweeted it. And it was a um, high school girl named Emma Humplick. 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 And she's a, a catcher for the Texas Bombers 18 and under gold national team in Tejas. And... <laughs> What? Texas. Yes, right. Okay. It's just a nickname. I got it. Okay. <laughs> she, uh, I, I just kind of looked up her profile. She's played on the varsity team since her freshman year. Um, she got a ton of honors and she initially committed to staying in state and playing at Texas A&M. But remember when we all talked about how this one extra year that a lot of these teams are giving are being given is going to screw over a lot of the high school players coming in? Well, it's screwing her over and she's not going to be able to play for Texas A&M. She said like her grandparents went to Texas A&M and she wanted so bad to go there, but now they don't have a scholarship. It was for because her. yeah. A&M said that they were going to have to restructure her scholarship. Now, not yeah. every school is doing that. Right. Like Iowa state's going to handle it differently. Um, but A&M said that, yeah, they were going to have to restructure the way that they were offering her scholarship. Right. So she reopened her 
uh, recruitment. Yeah. So she said, like, I was really devastated. I had many family members attend A&M and my grandparents live in College Station. So I I don't know if they went to A&M, but they live there. And right. She was she really connections. Yeah. She was really excited to, to go there. And instead, she had to reopen her recruitment. And obviously, the video is helping a ton. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure she's getting a lot of conversation, hopefully, from Iowa State. <laughs> <laughs> I think she, I think there were a list of schools that already reached out to her. Oh. Good on them. There's time. Yeah, there's, there's time. Some. But definitely she's going to be good. But the thing that stuck out to me is all of the men on Twitter that was like, that's not that impressive. Like, let her take a wooden bat and see how she does. And all oh, that that uh, that's a short, short fence. And just all this like fragile masculinity that was like, come on, guys. <laughs> like, first of all, she's hitting probably like 45 to 50 mile an hour tops. Like it's not, you it's not a fast. Yeah. You're not getting a 90 mile an hour pitch. Also, she's hitting a large ball, not a tiny little baseball. <laughs> so stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Um, anyways, I was just getting so mad at those guys because I was like, she's hitting bombs over and over again. It's not comparable to baseball. I'm and I not, don't know why we keep trying to compare it to baseball. Right. It's They're a completely different sport. different sport, but you're, you're coming out there and saying like, oh, just switch it, switch her to a um, a different bat and she won't be able to do it. And it's like you can't just switch the bat and make it all of a sudden baseball. You got to switch the ball. You got to move the pitcher back. You got to have the pitcher throwing a lot faster. And I'm sorry, but the pitch comes in faster. It's going to go out further. That's a little bit of physics that you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out. Here's your physics lesson of the night. Listen, I have a rule and it's to never read the comments. And sometimes (gasps) I break it and I did not break it on that story. And I'm so glad. And here's the thing is that people are keep people keep commenting, like saying like, oh, you're being stupid, like whatever. And so that's driving those comments up higher. And that's why they do it, because they're trolls. They're Twitter trolls. If you just ignore which is easier said than done so much easier because you want to be like no you're stupid and this is why i wanted to so bad but i was like the more comments they get the higher they are the reason why this and then twitter analytics are weird and so you see someone commenting on something and then someone else sees it yeah 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 jared do you have something to say well i mean what makes that even more ridiculous is that if any of those guys who had comment that have ever hit a home run. I'm willing to bet it was right. not with a wooden bat. Oh, right. And, and it probably would not have been a home run oh, right. if they weren't hitting with an al- aluminum bat. Absolutely. Yes. And I'd also like to point out that um, Jenny Finch struck out Albert Pujols. So. Which I feel like we mentioned just randomly on this pod enough. I, mean, I might mention it again next you should, week. You should. Every time. <laughs> um, quick comment on that. Her legs look oh, so my strong. Oh, gosh. I was so... so was the I first know. thing I noticed and I was like, I damn, know. girl. No, my husband was trying to like break apart her sweat to figure out like what he could steal from her and I was like honey look at the legs I was so like, impressed that's why I'm doing squats with you on my shoulders <laughs> to get legs of, like her just straight up to get legs like her well whatever it takes I fully support yeah because, damn they were good looking. absolutely yeah. I got out my Jergens natural glow <laughs> the legs are just you can honestly before that you could see them from space they were glowing thank the dark, god for so. the Jergens natural glow yeah with some sparkle in there, some I shimmer. Look, yep, I look exactly like her. Totally, hundred <laughs> percent. Arnold strikes me as more of a singles hitter. He is a home run or bust. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he's a lefty, so um, 
anyways, I miss softball so much, you guys. So here's the thing. Arnold's playing softball this year and I'm not. I just wasn't ready yet. After having the baby. I was going to say, you just had a baby. Yeah. I don't know. Wasn't just wasn't physically ready for it yet. And also we didn't want to have a babysitter come over and sit with the kids yeah. while he went. And they're, you know, practicing social distancing. He wears a mask when he's not out on the field. The whole the whole bit. But I miss it so much that that I've started. We have like a group chat and in a side chat with like kind of the like manager of the team, whatever. I send him lineups every week. <laughs> so they've been using my lineups and turns out Arnold like switched the lineup in the one. this, And he didn't know that I was oh, setting the lineup. No. And so he was like, he's like, oh, yeah, blah, blah. And I switched the lineup and I said, you switched my lineup. And I was like, I had this guy before this girl because she's a lefty. And if he gets on first and she takes it to right field, he can score. And he was like, oh, no. And I was like, I cannot believe you've changed it. So you're still involved. You're just I'm as involved as, as I can be. And Next I just summer. miss it. I know. I miss it so much. And like after his first couple games, I was like, he was kind of telling me where he was hitting it. And I was like, all right, like calm down your feet before they pitch the <laughs> ball, like try and pull it. He's like, well, I don't want to pull it because I might hit a foul ball. And I was like, when's the last time you hit a foul ball? Never. Okay. Try and pull it. I was like, you're fast. If you pull it to right field, you have a triple. I was like, come on. And he's like, yeah, you want to be playing, don't you? I do. I feel like, what if, could you take the kids to a game? Are they um, not allowing? Yeah. So Rosa is at Camp Popopompa. She's staying at my my parents um, tonight and tomorrow night. And so if it does not rain tomorrow, I'm going to take Malcolm out okay. and sit out in the outfield. My fingers are crossed for you. I feel like you need Gosh, that. I want to so bad. So speaking of women coaching men, that was the next topic I had. So you nailed oh. it. Um, Tori Miller was promoted to GM, so not technically a coaching job, but whatever. We're just going to roll with it. Of the, she the boss. Yeah, she the boss of the College Spark, uh, College Park Skyhawks, which is the G League affiliate of the Atlanta Hawks. That makes her the first woman to hold the title in the history of the G League. Amazing. Interestingly enough, she was not an athlete, um, which, I mean, you don't necessarily have yeah. to be, but a lot of times, you you know, that's the background you come from. But she what was... What is the saying, like, if you can't... If beat them, join them? No, it's something <laughs> about like if you can't play coach. Yeah. I don't know. There's a saying out there. Let us know in our DMs. Slide back in. <laughs> Dang it, my DMs are going to be full. They totally are. But I she mean, was. They usually are. <laughs> for us. Just joking, <laughs> joking Arnold. They're not. Oh, gosh. Poor, but he doesn't listen anyway, so it's fine. Yeah, he doesn't. That's true. Um, but Tori, Tori was a business administration and sports administration graduate from the University of Miami. And then she'd worked in basketball operations and kind of worked her way up. So kudos to her. You I would, go, girl. Yeah, you go. That is one of the things that I went to Iowa State in sport management thinking that I would want to do. Like operation side of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that'd be a cool job. It'd be a stressful job. But yeah. if you're good at organizing and yeah. kind of, you know, managing that. Definitely. And I work really close with like the Iowa Wolves mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah. And just really interesting. And I love, I love that side. I love the operation side of you sports. You know what they say? It's never too late. No, it's not too late. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gunning for that job. Um, and then the other, well, actually there's a couple more, but, um, 
So Alyssa, I think it's Nakin, how you pronounce it, but Nakin potentially. She is was hired earlier this year as the San Francisco Giants. She was an assistant, yeah. hired as assistant coach. I think we talked about it here, yeah, actually. We did. Um, but uh, over the weekend, in one of the scrimmages, she was actually coaching first base. And the beat writer, Henry, I mean, but it's cool because you've never it's never been seen yeah. before. The beat writer for the Giants um, said, I hope this is something we actually see. But unfortunately, because she's so low on the totem pole and they can only allow I think it's seven coaches. She's it's probably not going to happen, Dang. but you know what? This is a start. So yeah. we'll take it. That's another thing that I love to do. I love to coach third base and they're me and the other guy who usually coach third base are not playing this year. And so they're missing out on that spot as well. Are they struggling without you? They're, they're struggling with, without me, <laughs> our third baseman <laughs> and our pitcher. So imagine your second base, your pitcher and your third base. And your second base and your third base are your best girl hitters. Yeah, that's, that's a problem. A, tough. Yep. That's a tough L there. Well, you know what? Next summer is just going to be better for everything. I know. Let's and, hope anyway. And honestly, like they play just to have fun. And it's tough because Des Moines is just not a place where you can play softball just to have fun. It's just not. You mean like, it's competitive? It's super competitive. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. So softball in Des Moines is just extremely competitive. And so there just aren't very many like laid back beer leagues Got that it. you can just play in and have fun in. And so. It's no Carol, Iowa. <laughs> yeah. And they, we got good last year. You know, we did pretty well. I think we got second place. I don't remember, but it, it's just, it's a struggle and everyone playing right now really wants to play. Yeah. You know well, what I, I get mean? that too. Right? Everybody who's playing now is very serious about playing and willing to take the risk and our team. Whoa. Oh, Jared just, just dropped broke his, phone. his phone. Jared, what? did you, that's the Jets, Jared's new phone. Did you just crack it? No, I'm sure it's good. Oh my gosh. No, we're good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> the look on his face. Oh my gosh. Have I been singing everything today? Singing? Yeah. We're good. We're good. Okay, he's good. I don't think so. Anyway. Um, the last female shout out I had was for Bridget Carlton. Yeah. Yeah. She's playing for the Lynx. She's on the roster. I know. You have the date, right? Of their season opener? Yes, let me get to that. Oops. That's not it. I have a lot of notes here. Oh, the Minnesota Lynx play on Sunday, the 26th okay. at 11 a.m. against the Connecticut Sun. And I don't know if it's on ESPN or not. I, when I went into the game, it didn't say that it was televised, so it could or could not be televised. Basically, they're playing like three games a day yeah. um, in Florida and Mondays, like most often their day off. But I wish I told Elisa before this, I wish we could have a game watch someday, someday. We'll do it someday. Someday. Um, do we need to take a break before Elisa's secret topic? Yeah. Okay, we'll take a quick break, and then uh, Elisa's going to surprise us all. All right, Elisa's waving her arms like a chicken in the chicken dance because she's not wearing deodorant. Yeah. Am I pitting out here? I'm sweating. I know you, Jared sweats, so I'm not worried about me sweating I don't think too. So, and you oh, have I a sh- have two shirts on today. So <laughs> you have a shirt that would show it if you were. So, and I don't okay. think you are. So, congrats. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. What's the secret right. topic? So, I'm scared. Last week, I mentioned my uh, invention idea, and Jared shot me down and said that it already existed. The hitch 
the removable hitch for oh, your yeah. car. Yeah. Um, and then I came up with another idea, which was waterproof headphones. So I could listen to music or podcasts in the shower, the shower without waking my kids up. Or I could do lap swimming um, <laughs> with them. You laugh. I'm, no, I'm only laughing okay. because it just you said shower and lap swimming was not on my and mind. And Jared said that that also already exists. So he's just trying to um, take away all my money. Um, which is frustrating, but I wanted to let you <laughs> wanted to let you guys know I have some other ideas. Oh God, is this going to be like the food one? <laughs> so I'm going to run. Can I throw? I th- I remember I came here with the million dollar idea about the alcohol. Yeah, delivery. Okay. That is a thing. So I don't know if you guys saw. Someone tweeted at us. I used it last week and it worked. But what what is it, it was called? Awesome. Uh, because I googled it and I couldn't find it. Yeah, I'll get free advertising. But. Okay, all right. Except for Fine. the ice place, right. <laughs> the, the corner of Lincoln Way. You know, well, we didn't say just, the name of it. And plus, they need it right well, now. Well, I mean, so. it's not that hard. We just described everything about it. <laughs> exactly where the they way. are. All right. Anyway, go ahead. Anyway, so here are some of my ideas. A conveyor belt for your garbage can so you don't have to take it out to the corner yourself. A robot thumb for scrolling. My thumbs have been real tired during this pandemic. That old carpal tunnel setting yep. in. Uh, the ability to reason with your phone's security password when your thumbs are covered in food. I mean, this happens to me a lot, right? (laughs) Or when we're baking, we have flour on our right. Can I just say, like, this is my password, just real quiet. (laughs) Um, A reliable way to get rid of the hiccups. Uh, Prescription swimming (laughs) goggles. No, there isn't one. Trust me. Prescription swimming goggles. A less invasive way than a colonoscopy to explore the anal cavity. Because I just feel like that's unnecessary. Um, <laughs> fart deafening, deafening underwear. So if you, if you toot, nobody hears it. A sports tiara. So like something maybe a little bit soft so you could still wear it while you're playing sports. For what purpose? What? I don't understand the question. Uh, prescription some swim Jared, goggles you are shut up thing. right now. Okay. Underwear in a bottle so you can just spray it on. <laughs> coffee cups. Disposable coffee cups that tell you the temperature of your coffee. So when you get it from Starbucks, you know if it's like way like too Like a mood hot. ring. Yep. Uh, kids' shoes that don't have a left and a right. Somehow, more than 50% of the time, they get them wrong. Um, grass that doesn't stain. Mood-changing nail polish so you can tell if your lady's in a mood. I think that exists, too. Okay. Sorry, Jared. Uh, a silent mower. A self-cleaning oil for your car. A washing machine, but for your shoes, like your nice shoes. Um, the game Twister, but you play it sitting in a recliner. <laughs> A net to catch the leaves so they don't fall into your yard um, in the fall. A marker that disappears after 24 hours if it comes in contact with anything but paper. Self-folding clothes. That's genius. I know. A filter for Facebook <laughs> for people 16 older that their kids can turn on that hides like oh, obvious misinformation. Yes. Doesn't allow them to forward this to 10 people at, before midnight <laughs> and you'll get a financial blessing. Um, a video game that appears to be violent, so draws people in, but once you get into it, you actually learn kindness. Um, something that makes the ground softer if you're about to fall. Socks. <laughs> Socks that are athletic socks, but you turn them inside out in their dress socks. Ooh. A junk mail shredding <laughs> mailbox. So you have two, and they put the junk mail in the one, and it just shreds. Like before shreds. it even comes into yep. your house. It just shreds right as it goes in, and then you put the real mail on the top. Uh, something that automatically turns on the webcam of a Twitter troll if they go too far, so we can see them sitting in their underwear yes. in their mom's basement, but not like the actual webcam, uh, because everyone knows that even Mark Zuckerberg covers his webcam. 
You yeah, know? right. It has to be yeah. secret. Um, Werther's Originals, but for young people. A chicken breast, but also dark just known meat. as Werther. <laughs> okay, chicken breast, but dark meat. Um, hairspray that repels water. So when you have a really good hair day and it rains, it just it looks dry. Um, a way to look up to see if people say thank you to Alexa and Siri, especially politicians. I brought this up. Before. You have brought this up. This I, is I a think thing this is with a serious you. thing. I would like to know who do says you, thank you. Do you though? I do. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Um, the same technology that you use for bowling bumpers, but on highways. Yes. I, I mean, mean, right. That just seems logical. Yeah. Um, technology that gets songs out of your head. You know, when you have a song, the same song in your head. Like hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog. I one. don't know that song, okay. thankfully. <laughs> Mickey's Club. Um, a test that you can take from home for common illnesses like strep throat and ear infections. Or COVID. Mm, or COVID. <laughs> Remember when we thought we all were going to have tests that you could take to your house? Right. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I remember when that was a thing. Socks that stay on babies. Oh, God. Right. Hey, okay. Just keep going. A button, Those exist. A button that makes your phone, a button on your phone that makes it ring so you can pretend to take a phone call to get out of situations. Yep. yep. Um, the same technology that melts the ice on the back of your windshield, but for the front. <laughs> Like, what? like those lines? Yeah, but make it clear. Right. Like, seriously? Um, That's a, an excellent point. Thank it's you. 2020, yep. people. A scary movie where everyone makes logical decisions. Yes. I mean, that's not an invention, but right. let's just agree on that one. Um, soap that works in five seconds instead of 20. Yeah. Can we just, you know, do Cut that? Cut down the happy birthday. And then um, <laughs> finally, some sort of like super simple mouth and no nose covering that would keep like a novel virus that could cause a worldwide <laughs> pandemic from spreading to others if it, if for some reason you didn't know that you had it. Wait. If we could come up with something like that, oh, wait, I, think, I, I think that it would be just hugely popular. Like maybe a... Mm, I think maybe mm, everyone a would want mask? one. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know, it's for others. So anyways, those are my ideas. Um, nobody take them. I've already, especially not the mask one. Do yeah. not listen to that I, one. That would be a terrible idea. I patented all of those except for the last one. So that was amazing. Those are my ideas. And don't you dare get on Amazon and see if they exist. I think a couple of them do. Nope. <laughs> but at least 75% yeah. of them are. I'm going straight to Shark Tank with this list. I think you should. I feel like there's probably some like, uh, industrial engineers or industrial design students at Iowa State that could probably Thank help you. you with this. And the Ivy College of Business. Has I love some, it. Yeah. See, this all came full circle. Hit me up because I, I know the inner workings of all of these, all of these ideas. Actually, I was talking to my mom about this and I, when I was probably in middle school, I developed this self-reading book, which is crazy because I don't read books anymore, but it was these two hands made out of wood. I mean, it was just flat Was this for hands. the invention convention? Probably. And so they were stuck in this little base. And then I had put a paper clip on each of each of the pages and then a fishing wire. So you just bring the fishing wire to the other side. But in in reality, it was like it actually it just happened without the the (laughs) fishing wire. But I have been an inventor for many moons. Did I ever tell you my invention? What was it? It was, we used to go camping a lot as kids and I used to get annoyed that, you know, when you'd have the, uh, the trash bags out that they'd fly away or they wouldn't stay open. So I crafted, I used a wire hanger and made it into a circle and then used like a clip to hook it up to the, the, uh, picnic table. 
so that your tra- you'd have like a trash can. That's that a portable. great idea. Thank you. I love that. Thank you. And now they exist. So oh. I missed out on. There Dang. was my million dollar. Wah, wah, wah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you have an invention, you should just really act on it. That's yeah. the moral of the story. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, those are some of my ideas. Jared is I... flabbergasted yep. right now. May I? When He's you, speechless. When you go on Shark Tank, can you just tell Mark Cuban I say what's up? Yeah. All yeah, right. please do. All right, cool. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. And, and Damien. Him too. And Bethany Frankel, I love her. Oh, I love her. Yeah. I love them all. Or if A-Rod's there, him. Okay. Okay. I mean, just say hi to them all from okay. us. Okay. Okay. All right. Anything Listen else? Listen to our podcast. Throw yes. that on yeah, there too. I yeah. will. They're all friends of the pod. <laughs> they just don't know it yet. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back in a couple of weeks, and hopefully uh, we still have a college football season. Hey? Hey. Hey. Go Cyclones. Go State. <laughs>